How can I have these performance conversations without getting angry? Hey, it's David, and you're listening to Leadership Without Losing Your Soul, your source for practical leadership inspiration, tools, and strategies you can use to achieve transformational results without sacrificing your humanity or your mind in the process. So glad you could be with us today. And if you are with us in anywhere close to real time, even more excited that you could be here because we've got a special treat. Amazon is running a special on Courageous Cultures, how to build teams of micro-innovators, problem solvers, and customer advocates. Right now, it is available on Kindle for $2.99, which is just an incredible bargain. So encouraging everyone we know, get out there. You can get a copy for everyone on your team for the same price as you would have paid for one or two books uh, in the, the full price version. So uh, Amazon, Kindle, through the end of June 2021. If you're not listening in real time, that's okay. If it's after June 2021, you're still going to get some great material from today's episode. Okay, so today we're talking about having performance conversations without losing your cool. And this episode is the result of a question that we have been asked multiple times uh, and fairly recently as we've been having conversations and doing uh, some of our online leadership programs around performance conversations and you how to use the INSPIRE method that we've talked about in previous episodes. And this is a question that comes up regularly. Hey, this is Nora, and I have a question. Hi, David. My name is Jamie, and I'm calling in from Maine. My question is about... Hey, David. This is Julian from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. This is John from Colorado Springs. This is Johan White from Kingston. I have a question for you. This is Cynthia from Baltimore. Hi, David. This is Susan from New Jersey, and my question is... Hi, David. This is Dean from Denver. I would love your advice on this. So this question came in at the end of a live online leadership development discussion about tough conversations. It was a private private chat message that appeared from one of the participants. And this person said, how can I have these performance conversations without getting angry? I get so frustrated at people who I think should know better or say that they'll change, but they don't. Any suggestions? Now, this is a frequent uh, question that we hear from leaders all the time. So if you feel frustrated, angry, or you're exasperated with a team member, know that you're not alone. We're all in good company on this one. But I also love this question because the person who asked it recognizes that approaching those conversations with that kind of anger or frustration won't work. And that's an important recognition. You might get temporary compliance, but the other person has not grown They're just placating your anger. And those are two very different things. So to get into this and unpack how to have these conversations without the upset anger, frustration, and and whatnot, let's start by taking a look at where it comes from. Why are you upset? Because before you try to talk with your team member, it can help to understand why you feel the way you do. The frustration's normal. You want the situation to be one way, but it's not. And that frustration often turns into anger because of the way you interpret what's happening. So if you think about it, anger is a normal response when you feel threatened. So what is it that's making you feel threatened by the need to have this performance conversation? Well, the first common reason is that the employee's failure becomes personal. 
In other words, we perceive it as a personal disrespect or as a personal attack. And the second reason that people often get angry at an employee's poor performance is that it threatens our performance. And that in turn can threaten our sense of achievement or our impact in the world or even our livelihood. So if you're wondering, okay, am I feeling threatened? Pay attention for thoughts like these. How could they treat me like this? What were they thinking? How could they do this again? They've got to know what this is doing to the team, to our numbers. What's wrong with them? So if any of those thoughts sound familiar, probably feeling threatened. So now what? How do you deal with that frustration and the resulting anger without damaging the relationship or preventing the employee's growth? There are five things you can do to help manage your emotions in order to have a productive performance conversation. The first is to depersonalize their behavior. This is the first step to keeping your cool. Remove the threat. And you do this by reframing what's happening. Yes, they showed up late. Again. They failed to document the account. Or they didn't do what they said they would. They did it, but they didn't do it to you. Because what happened isn't about you. There's almost zero chance that your team member woke up that morning asking themselves, how can I really aggravate my boss today? The person you're talking with is doing the best they can to get through their life. Maybe they don't know what's important. Perhaps they don't know how to do it. Maybe they do know, but don't want to. These are things you can help with, but none of them are an attack. So depersonalize it, remove the threat by recognizing that their behavior isn't about you. They're not trying to do it to you. They're doing it. The conversation is about how you can help them to succeed. Next thing you want to do is prepare for the conversation. This is your second step. Once you've reframed the conversation and your role in it, you can use tools like the INSPIRE method to plan the conversation. You're going to focus on observable behaviors. That's the end step. Notice an observable behavior. Invite them into dialogue and schedule a follow-up. Your own preparation will breed confidence and help remove some of the frustration. Or if you've got someone who keeps coming to you for answers and you're getting frustrated about that, you can try the nine what's coaching method that we've talked about in prior episodes to help people take more accountability for their problems. Having a good plan is going to help you manage your emotions in the conversation. It's really hard to both manage your emotions and think through the conversation at the same time. And Pretty much 10 out of 10 times, strong emotions are going to win. So with a plan, you won't have to worry about what you need to say or where you wanted to go. All right, let's go to the third step here. Understand what's provoking anger in others. One of the most powerful ways to manage your own emotions is by understanding what escalates the emotions of conversations and then actively working to prevent that from happening. So you already know that anger results when people feel threatened. So you're feeling threatened. You can remove that threat. So how can you lessen the perceived threat level in the conversation? The threat level that the other person is feeling, which will serve you by keeping them from escalating so you're not feeling that same sense of threat or danger or disrespect. So here are a few ways you can do this. So first, keep it low and slow. Focus on speaking quietly and slowly. 
choose sad over mad. So this is where you approach the other person and say, I really want, want you to succeed. I'm sad that's not happening right now. Concern for the other person and sadness that they're not succeeding goes a long way to preventing reactivity in another person. It's almost impossible for human beings to go, what's the matter with you? you you're sad. You care about me. It, you know, it, it, there's a disconnect there. People just don't go there. So choose sad over mad. Uh, curious. Choose curious over furious. Genuinely ask what's happening from their perspective. When you really want to know, you're not a threat. Curiosity also helps uncover hidden insecurities, uh, which, for instance, could be the team member who's using anger or defensiveness to cover up their inability to use critical software. And then avoid mind reading. So we already talked about noticing behaviors. So keep your focus on behaviors and the effect those behaviors have. You don't know what another person is thinking or feeling and claiming that you do is arrogant and that will feel like a threat to people. It's invasive. So keep your focus on behaviors and what's going on and the impact of those things. All right, you're having a conversation. It's still going. It's still heading south and escalation. Call a timeout. There's going to be times where one or both of you escalate the conversation. And despite best intentions, you're angry and likely to say something that's going to hurt the relationship. So in those moments, take a breath. Allow both of you to cool down and focus on finding the good in one another once you've done some breathing. That's going to help the relationship and help you get a more productive outcome for the conversation. And then finally, as you're thinking about these conversations, performance uh, feedback conversations, recognize that a person's growth doesn't have to happen in your team. Your goal is to help this person grow, to help them be successful, and to help your team achieve its best results as well. So this individual's success may not happen on your team. Sometimes the role just isn't a good match for them, or they lack the motivation, and you're not going to be able to give it to them. In these cases, the best help you can give someone is an opportunity to move on and explore their abilities elsewhere. Now, this is something to be sad about. Sure, you're, you're losing the person, you're losing the effort and time you've, you've put in. It's disappointing, but ultimately, it's still better for them and for you and your team. When you focus on that work, rather than thinking of it as a battle that you have to win or lose, you'll automatically have a more even-keeled, even-tempered approach. So these are a couple of ways to help manage your own emotions as you're going into performance conversations. It's a critical leadership skill. Your ability to keep your cool will help your employees achieve their own success more quickly. You'll be building better relationships. You'll be achieving results faster and at a higher level. And they'll be more sustainable because people will know that you're invested in their success. Listen, I would love to answer your question in a future episode. You can send me your question at david.die, at letsgrowleaders.com, or you can go to the podcast address, leadershipwithoutlosingyoursoul.com, and there's a big orange button. You can hit that and record your question, and we can use it in a future episode. Manage your emotions and lead your performance conversations without losing your cool. 
depersonalize their behavior, prepare for the conversation, understand and avoid or de-escalate what provokes anger in other people, call a timeout if you need to, and recognize that their growth may not happen on your team, but it's their growth and your team success that are most important. Focus on those things, and you're on your way to being the leader you'd want your boss to be. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.